0: Life like with Brent and Jeff.
1: Boom! Big old explosion. Some like confetti comes down.
0: Good evening and welcome to The Altar Life. It is epic and we are coming to our grand finale of our Colossians series and we're so excited for you to tune in tonight. Part 10. That's right. Wow. This is Colossians X. <laughs> if we're doing the Roman numerals. Well, Colossi, Colossi was a part of the Roman Empire, right? So that applies. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're excited. <laughs> Brett's just looking at me like, uh, what are you doing? Which is a common reaction I get. <laughs> Especially Which me. is all good in the neighborhood. And uh, we are wrapping up our Colossian series tonight. Tonight's episode is The Purpose of Christ. What does it all mean? You know, it, it's kind of like our summary, sum up of the... The whole series and, and what Paul has spoken of up to this point. And um, I'm excited. We left off in verse 1 of chapter 4 last week talking about how important it is that we serve God with a pure heart, not for any other reason but to honor Him, not looking for the praise of men. And then Paul's going to wrap it up and, and just really give them the final exhortation. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. And uh, we got lots of great music for you. So I'm just excited, you know, to get this far. We've gone through Ephesians, Philippians, and now Colossians, and you know, and so on. We're going to continue on, and we'll see where God leads. But it's been a blessing so far, Brent.
1: It's been a good Bible study, you know, and it's always good when you study through the the Word of God systematically as you go verse by verse through, and you can kind of, you know, pick up on things that you haven't noticed before. It's interesting, you know, like you hear a lot of messages in church, you know, about the the topics that are sometimes favorites to the pastors, right? But when you go verse by verse, you just read through what God has, and you can pull out little nuggets and things that are truth, that it's just amazing, that you haven't seen before. And, um, you know, this is a chapter that you don't hear very many messages on, because a lot of it has to do with all these guys that Paul was in ministry with, and um, he's writing a letter, and it's kind of the end of the letter, and it's not an easy uh, three-point sermon here, yeah. <laughs> right? Um but as we look at it, I we look at some of the, the, you know, some of the things he says, and just how he opens up this chapter, in verse four, and you know, in chapter four here, um, there's lots of good stuff in here about what um, our calling, you know, and how we've been called, and there's the purpose of why he's um, for our lives, right? And the purpose for um, bringing Christ to the world. And I think, you know, Paul has that perspective, being locked up in prison here, writing this letter um, with all these people and. Um, I'm just excited to go through it tonight and see what God has for us. To kick us off and continue earnestly in prayer. Verse 2, chapter 4. Being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door. And first, he says pray. Continue praying. And um, Paul admitting here that we can't do anything without prayer. That's like number one. Start there, right? (laughs) Continue earnestly in prayer. And he's encouraging these Colossians like, you know, there's. I have an opportunity for ministry even in my chains, and would you continue with me in prayer, being vigilant with Thanksgiving, not not depressed because I'm here in prison, <laughs> but with Thanksgiving because God's at work here, and um, pray that and be thankful for what God has, has given us, and um, you know, continue on in that.
0: Yeah, I just think that's really cool because he. We won't know what our purpose is until we pray with purpose. You know what I mean, like so many times if we're not prayed up we can go out thinking like this is what God wants us to do and you know it just falls flat you know and and, and it's really cool because he says earnestly pray and we see in James you know the, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much being vigilant in it with thanksgiving being sure that we're being thankful for things and you know a lot of times we come to God with our to do list and stuff but it's important for us to get on our knees you, know, you could call this episode the you know Praying for a purpose or in the prayerful purpose of Christ. You know, like it's starting off with prayer, getting in the right relationship and communication with God before anything else so that we can hear what he has for us to do and then we can go do it. You're listening
1: to the Life with Brett and Jeff. All
0: right, that was In the Hands of God by the Newsboys. Paul realized that everything was according to God's will. So first and foremost, he wanted to seek the Lord to find what his next step was. He didn't move without Christ telling him to go. You see it in the Acts and all the different places where it talks about Paul in the narrative sense where it says, you know, it seemed good to us. The Holy Spirit led us here or the Holy Spirit closed the door here. So he's asking the people in Colossae, pray that God would open to us a door for the word. You know, it's, it, there's nothing wrong with that for us to to ask others like, I don't know what's, go, what's to happen. Pray that God would open the door if it's his will. And we use that, you know. Brent and I talk about it all the time in our own lives, and our own personal paths, whatever you would say, career-wise or, you know, ministry-wise. We're like, you know, just pray that God would close all the doors that should be closed and open all the doors that should be open, Because we are we don't know it all. You know, we don't see what God has in store. So it's really hard for us to just go out and walk without God. And it's, we're not supposed to do that. So it's really important for us to start on our knees and seek the Lord for that purpose that we need.
1: Yeah, it's hard to walk through a door that's closed. Yeah. Have <laughs> you ever tried to do that? It really hurts. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of hard to do unless you are like superhuman. And, um, but, you know, Paul looks at this and says, God would pray that God would open a door for the Word to speak the mystery of Christ, you know, for the Word of God to open up for the Word of God. You know, and I think about. Um, and I'm just thinking about, you know, how, how so much we want that in our own lives. You know, Lord, as we go into our workplaces, as we go into the places that you've put us, um, school, work, you know, even with our families that aren't saved or whatever it is that we, Lord, give us an opportunity to talk about your word. You know, open the door so that we can, the word can get out, you know. Um, and it's interesting because Paul is in jail. I mean, he's in prison and um, he's concerned about, you um, you know, he he wants the mystery of God to come out. He wants the the open door to share, um, the truth with people. And you know, it it starts with prayer. And like Jeff was saying, it starts with aligning our hearts with Christ. You know, I think a lot of times we go off and we try to figure out all the things we're gonna you know we're gonna do and for Jesus, and we're gonna be so excited and blah blah, blah, blah and We get off busy doing things and we haven't taken it to the Lord first. And and I think sometimes we can spend a lot of wasted time trying to walk through a door that's closed. When if we were just praying and seeking God's face, he would just open up the way for us to walk and open up the door. And all we would have to do is walk through an open door. That's easy to do, right? <laughs> it's so much harder to try to get through the doggy door somewhat. <laughs> um, anyway,
0: we don't want to go anywhere unless God is there. You know, <laughs> I think it says, uh, who is it? Abraham or Moses or somebody says, you know, yeah, Moses, un- yeah. unless you go with us, you know, we're not going to go. You know, I don't want to go unless you go with us. And that's, the idea that Paul is driving at. I think he's like, you know, I want to open the door and just kind of talk a little bit about this. I think it's cool. He says, you know, that we would open the door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains for us. I know that we would probably be like, if we encountered chains, we'd be like, well, I guess God closed that door. But for <laughs> Paul, true. he sees even his chains as an open door. And you see it throughout the epistles as we've gone through. It's like God put him in jail and he's, getting the people in the jail saved you know what i mean like to see everything and it can only come by having a right relationship and, and a constant prayer communication with the lord because we all have our own agenda we all have our own you know we think we know the purpose of god well god gave me these skills so that i could fulfill this it's like well maybe not maybe he gave you these skills so that you would surrender them to him and do something completely different than you think your strengths are because if we if we read the Bible, you can see that God usually uses people that uh, you know counter to their strengths. You know, it's it's not that we're always doing the things that might seem logical. So it's important for us to find out what God's purpose and plan is for our life, and ask others to pray for that too. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I just think it's really cool that he says that I make it that I might make it manifest as I ought to speak. He's like, you would think Paul knows what to say. By now, you know what I mean? But he's prayerfully considering every time he's going to open his mouth. And, it, it, you know, sometimes it's easy to, like, mail it in because, like, I know this. I'll just, you know, give them my little three-point, you know, Romans Road track kind of gospel message. And then if they don't get saved, then God wasn't speaking. You know what I mean? It's it's so easy to fall into that
1: lackadaisical attitude, but there's so much more than that. And uh, he goes on in verse 5. He says, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside redeeming the time let your speech always be with grace seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one and he says walk in wisdom toward those who are outside redeeming the time you know time is short he knew that um you know he he looked at opportunity minutes that he had with people as opportunities you know lord in the minutes 5 minutes that i have to talk to this individual lord give me wisdom and how to walk and redeem that time um, man, I am a waster of time, you know, and, and I look at, you know, how many, how much time I spend with certain people in my life and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, am I asking the Lord to let me redeem that time that I have with them, you know, um, to be able to invest and be able to share the good news in order to encourage someone or, um, lift them up or, you know, whatever God has. And I think that's what Paul is really kind of his heart here is, is the walk in wisdom. You know, don't just assume that because you haven't, you've told someone 500 times about the Lord, that the five hundred and first time isn't going to be the one that, you know, the time that they're, it's going to click and they're going to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. You know, redeem the time, walk in wisdom, understand the situation. And um, again, it's not a trip. We're not going to figure it out in our own strength. You know, that's why he starts with, Versus in the beginning of tonight, which yeah. is pray earnestly and continue in prayer. You know, and you know I'm just in, I'm just being challenged tonight, and have not much to say, in the sense that I have it f- figured out. Because I'll tell you, like um, I'm probably this is something that I really struggle with It's just being able to continue earnestly in prayer and have the perspective um, when I'm in the situation to redeem the time and to walk in wisdom in those areas um and always have that mindset of how can i share the gospel and the good news with someone else that's around me that was opened
0: by jason moran just this idea of asking the lord to open the doors you know that we should walk through them because there are some times when he will close the door and we're like what that's what i wanted to do or that's what i thought you were leading me to all along you know and it's, it's really a fine line when we start walking down a path that is kind of what we want. And you know, it seems like that's what God's will is. And then all of a sudden the door closes and we're like, wait, God, I don't understand. But it's really, you know, coming back as Brent said to the beginning of this section where he says, continue earnestly in prayer. If we're not in prayer, how can we expect to know what God wants? And how can we expect to be empowered and You know, for God to be providing exactly what we need in those moments and those, you know, those times, as we talked about redeeming the time, we're not going to be in tune with the Spirit in that regard. We're going to let all those moments pass by. And I'm so guilty of that. And I just get convicted. All the opportunities that God might have been prodding me and leading me if I had only been prayerfully, you know, prayed up, as people say, you know. Um, And it's just convicting to read this. And it says, "Let your speech always be with grace." That's not true, uh, for me. I know that. <laughs> um, it's not always with grace. It's uh, it's usually seasoned with something else. It's not grace. I <laughs> um, like it says, "Seasoned with salt." It's not like salty, you know, like when people like say, "Like, oh, man, you salty." It's it's more of the idea of like what we the words we're saying should be making people thirst for more. You know, we should be sharing Christ in a way that makes him appealing and appetizing so that people say, I like that. I need to, you know, if you think about salt, it's, it makes people thirsty. So that's how our speech should be. It should make people thirst for for more, for what the Lord is offering. If you missed The Altar Life, log on to www.thealtarlife.com and listen to the most recent episode.
1: Right, that was Will Not Fade, Audio Adrenaline, and... Um the actual title of that song was reminding me of a passage in Luke where he's talking about the end of the age, you know, and that's where we're, you know, that's where, where we're at right now in history, right? We're at the end of the age. We know that the Lord is coming quickly, thinking about redeeming the time and thinking about just the time that we have, the short time that we have on earth to, to please the Lord. And I was just thinking about, you know, in Luke 21, you know, he talks about the end of the age and he talks about all the things to come and the signs of the times. And we know that we're in that moment, you know, where, the Lord could come any time. We know there's rumors of wars and earthquakes and all these things. But, you know, he says, there's a couple things he says. And one of the things he says is, look, you know, there's going to be opportunities for you. to You're going to be in, you know, in persecution. But there's going to be opportunities for you to share. And he says, and don't worry about the things that you're going to share. Because I'll give you those time those things to say in those moments, right? And that's so cool. What a cool promise. And then he goes on and he talks about how, um... You know, everything's going to pass away. He says, But watch therefore and pray always that you may be counterworthy to skip all the things that will come. And he says that his word, he says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Will not fade. You know what I mean? And it's really cool to think about that it is the word of God and it's the things that we say that are seasoned with grace. Those things that are from the Lord's heart that that really are the things that will never pass away. And those are the things that I think as Paul's sitting in prison, he's thinking... Redeem the time. Use the things you say and speak the truth of God's word because those things aren't going to fade.
0: You're unbelievable.
1: The altar this well.
0: is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable.
1: All right, That was Love is the Answer, Chris Sly and this is our unbelievable segment and one of the most unbelievable moments in life is when you've um, when you've been caught unprepared in a yeah. situation and um you get into that place where you're like, uh, your mind's racing 300 miles an hour to figure out how you're going to get out of this one, right? Yeah. Like, you show up to school, you show up to class, and the teacher's like, all right, put your books away, remember the big exam today, and you're like, <laughs> I never studied, I had no idea, I forgot, yeah. what am I going to do? Um, I wasn't very good at being unprepared with tests and things, because that's like testing your facts and knowledge of stuff, but... Yeah. Um, and then there's those situations where you're unprepared just in a social setting. And it's yeah. like, uh, you know, how do I get out of this one and make myself look like I actually know what I'm talking about?
0: People do that and they're like, oh, you you know, Brent, right? Brent, expound on this. Like, <coughs> my brother does that to me all the time. Like, <laughs> he'd be like, oh, well, he's great at this, so go ahead. <laughs> and you're like, uh, perform. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, or like, people are like, oh, I heard you're really funny. Can you t- tell a joke? make me laugh you're like the chicken road Or <laughs> 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 you know for me it's like, like at work you get an email and it's like this is due by such and such and then you get like 17 emails after that immediately so that one like moves down in the box and then you realize like the day of you're like oh my gosh i was supposed to do this <laughs> and right. you're like i never did uh... it Let me put this together really quick. (laughs) You know, it just ties in really funny because it's like you're thinking, what are they talking about? Like when he's saying we got to pray that we would know how to answer people and stuff. Like I think in the church especially, there's this like culture of spiritually winging it. (laughs) It's like, hey man, just do whatever,
1: you know. Whatever the the spirit is.
0: And it's like, yeah, but like Paul was a genius when it came to the word of God too. So he could much more easily say, you know, he was well-learned and everything. other people are like, Psh, whatever, bro, I got this. And it's like, God's like, no, you don't got this. Right. <laughs> it's just really funny because I've been caught in those circumstances. We've all done that and how humbling it is when even if you, I've noticed there are times when I prepare, but I do it in my own strength and I, and then you find out that you're unprepared. Yeah, you're, everything you've studied and prepared for just goes out of your brain. <clears throat> that is even I think that's even more terrifying it is you're like I just spent so much of my life trying to get this right and it's all gone it's all black. crazy
1: <laughs> you know just on verse six here he says let your speech be seasoned with grace or be with grace seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one and I think Paul you know and thinking back to that Luke passage you know it's interesting when you read that and it talks about persecutions and says you know don't don't try to figure out what you're going to say in the moment. You know, I think we would want to be prepared like that, right? Like, you know, we're going to try to figure out the the five things we're going to say so we can kind of, so we can convince them that, you know, they need to follow Christ. <laughs> and I think, you know, Jesus is telling the folks in the context of persecution obviously, don't worry about what you're going to say because in the moment there's going to be an opportunity for testimony and I'll give you the things to say at that time. And, um, I think how do we prepare though i think what we do is we prepare by being earnest in prayer with all thanksgiving as we've been talking about tonight and um you know praying for the open door you know and then also being current with the lord i think is so important as we move into these situations that you know we've been praying we've been talking to the lord we're in communion with him and as god shares those things with us And he puts us in those situations, and as he speaks quietly to our hearts about what we should share, that we're able to hear him, and we're able to move into that that, um, open door, and actually be able to share the love of Christ and what we have to share, and that that our speech would be seasoned with salt.
0: Tonight's episode is The Purpose of Christ. And it's important for us to realize that God has a plan, and he has good works that are prepared for us to walk in. But the only way we can find out what God's purpose is... to rely on him, to prayerfully consider all the things that his word teaches, what our gifts are, what he's enabling us to do, and uh, most importantly, to stay open and honest with him, stay current, as they say. Um, And Paul says, you know, that we may know how to answer each one because God's going to give us those opportunities. And as Brent said, uh, you know, from Luke about how we're not, we shouldn't stress about it because it's the Lord that's going to bring the increase and the Lord who does the work because it's his purpose that we're fulfilling. And um, I just find it really interesting. And then Paul continues on and he starts to wrap things up and and we get to see a little bit of what Paul's personal life is like. And I think it's really interesting because Paul only aligns himself with people that have the same one interest in common, I should say, which is to fulfill God's purpose in their own lives. You know, I'm sure Paul encountered and interacted with people that outside of Jesus he would have never come in contact with you know what i mean especially when he was a pharisee and you know it was killing these people um you know and, and that's what's so cool about being among a church and being a part of the body of christ is you you find common ground with people that you may never have before and it's all because what it boils down to is god's purpose in my life and what god's purpose is for the lost world and uh you know just real quick he says Tychicus a beloved brother faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord will tell you all the news about me I am sending him to you for this very purpose see even Tychicus has a purpose that he may know your circumstances and comfort your hearts with Onesimus a faithful and beloved brother who is one of you they will make known to you all things which are happening here you know Paul has a purpose for why he's writing this letter but also he's just encouraging them and saying listen I'm going to send these guys to you they're going to fill you in And, uh, you know, it's kind of cool to see this, like, personal side because everything is doctrine and theology, and you're reading Paul, and it's so epic, and then all of a sudden you read, like, hey, can you bring my coat because it's cold here? You know, like, in different places, you're like, wow, this is like a real guy. It helps us to realize (laughs) that, like, God had a purpose on his life, and he has a purpose on our lives, too. And to see him fulfill it in such a mighty way is an encouragement to us that we can be used for God's purpose that way. If we rely on Christ to fulfill, you know, it's just, it's an amazing encouragement. And uh, you're listening to The Altered Life with Brent and Jeff. Brilliant. All
1: right, that was Live Out Loud, group one crew. And um, I love when he talks about Aristocris, or I don't know how you say that. Aristarchus. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you. Isn't that cool? He's like sitting in chains with him. I'm sure he got saved in that time. And my fellow prisoner, he greets, he says hi. I'm sure Paul was telling them all about the Colossian church and how it started and, you know, kind of involved his love for them and, um, you know, greets you with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, about whom you receive instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is, or Jesus, <laughs> <I'm just> kidding, <laughs> who is called Eustace, uh, there are my, fe- my only fellow workers for the kingdom of God. Who are of the circumcision? They have proved to be a comfort to me, and I love that. You know, these guys, you know, surrounding Paul, being an encouragement to that to him, and um, not only just blessing Paul, but Paul blessing them. And you can just see the fellowship that he has with these people. You know, this, you know, being um, they're like-minded, they're fellow workers, they're co-laborers in the gospel, um, spreading the gospel, and um, you know, telling others about the love of Christ, and you know. I'm just encouraged, you know, one of the things I'm just thinking about is how important it is to surround ourselves with people that um, have that like-mindedness, you know, that that want to get in the trenches with you and, and want to pray, that want to continue earnestly in prayer with you, that want to um, encourage you the way to go and be praying for your open door while you're in the middle of it. And, um, you know, I, I think it's so important that that we have that, those, those types of people surrounding us, um, we weren't meant to live this Christian life alone. And we weren't meant to, um, you know, to struggle through these things by ourselves. You know, of course we have the Lord, but the Lord has designed it in such a way that, um, we're able to have some amazing fellowship with each other, um, grounded in the, in the love of Christ and, and with a common purpose. You know, I think it's so awesome when you see a church that's Surrounded with a common person a purpose, and it's not just to pull off the Easter pageant, although that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, but it's not about just going through an activity, you know, or team building at Camp Hassawasa or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's it's more than just that stuff, right? It's it's we have a purpose of seeing our neighborhood, you know, come to see Jesus as their Savior. It's it's our purpose is to reach out to our community and and um, tell the homeless people on the corner about the Lord and. Um, you know that everyone in the area that our church is in can see Jesus because of the light that we have in in Christ.
0: So, if you remember, it said that we would walk wisdom towards those who are outside. That's yep. uh, the connection there. And uh, as Brett was just talking about, you know the the like mindedness of believers to see the purpose of Christ fulfilled, which is you know as we, he gave some great examples there, like the church reaching out in their community to see the lost or the homeless and, and, and all those things to come to know Christ. That is an incredible thing. And that's what Paul is kind of encouraging. He's got all these people that he's commending. And you know, imagine being in this list where Paul the Apostle is like, this guy's the man. You know what <laughs> I mean? You're like, oh, put Jeff in there. Come on. <laughs> but that would be my own purpose and that would not be good. Um, where do we leave off? Epaphras, who is one of you. He's a, he's a fellow Colossian. A bondservant of Christ greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all of the will of God. Good job, Epaphras. What up? Prayer warrior, man. Yeah, seriously. For I bear him witness that he has a great zeal for you, and those who are in Laodicea and those in Hierapolis. That's a cool word. And then check it out, Luke, the beloved physician. Luke, the writer of the gospel, the writer of Acts. He's, with, he's there with them. And it, I think it's cool, just going back to what it said before, is that these guys, um, Mark and Aristarchus, or no, Jesus, who's called Justice, it says these are the only fellow workers of the circumcision, meaning all these other people are Gentiles. Yeah. That, you know, Paul was fulfilling his purpose in Christ, which was to go to the Gentiles and to preach the gospel to them. And all these people are converts to Christianity through Paul's work. And that's... That's an encouragement, because you can see that he's fulfilling the purpose that God laid hold of him, you know? Um, greet the brethren, oh, Demas greet you, and greet the brethren who are in Laodicea, and Nymphos, and the church that is in his house. House churches.
1: That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, there's a shout out to your home fellowships. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. For I bear him witness that he is a great deal. I love that Epaphras yeah. dude, man. He yeah. must, <laughs> must have been like, he must have been one of those guys who was, I just get the picture of him just being like super excited like every, you, you know you meet those people that you know that love Jesus so much that when you talk to them they're like wow God is so cool you know and you get so excited just being near them because you know that they were with Jesus just wrapping up now when this epistle is read among you see that it is read also in the church of Laodiceans and that you likewise read the, apostle, the epistle from Laodicea and say to Archippus <laughs> take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that you may fulfill it and um, just Paul's encouragement to fulfill the ministry, fulfill that purpose in what you were called. You know, um, God has called you and and has has created you for a purpose. And we've all been created for a purpose. And I think you know Paul's just encouraging them. Take heed to that, and fulfill the things that God has for you. Um, and he says, "Remember my change, grace be with you." Amen. The end of Colossians, and um, you know, encouragement tonight to surround ourselves with. Brothers and sisters that have uh, a common purpose, and um, in in evangelizing the lost, and and doing what God would have them for you, and just just being in prayer with those people, and having true fellowship, and um, just just to spend time in prayer. You know, we have such an opportunity with people around us to minister the gospel. Let's let's really do that.
0: Yeah, I just think that this, you know, in wrapping up, it it really. Not, it transitions nicely into our next series that we're going to be talking about and uh, just the idea of the purpose that God has and how it might be something totally different um, than what, we, what we're what we witnessing with our eyes currently or what might be the outcome. And uh, it also hints at when we talk about this guy Onesimus, we're going to see a little bit more from him as well. So stay tuned in the next couple weeks as we begin a new series and we're so thankful for you tuning in to the ultra life with Brent and Jeff with Colossians series. So hope you enjoyed it. We certainly did until next week. Be cool cats live for Christ period.